am here at Kit's Coffee today with my dear friend Kay Wolford and I wanted to interview you today on our on our Better Together Coffee conversation because you are a leader and you are a mentor to many in our church. Um, some you know of, some you're, you are affecting without even knowing it just because of the way that you love Jesus and you serve. And so I wanted to interview you. I had a, I have a few questions from your own personal relationship with the Lord to uh, how you grow with him, to also um, how you grow with others, basically. So in life group and in other ways. So this year we're talking about better together and so this seems like a perfect way just to have a discussion about why we are better together and how we are better together. So, Kay Wolford, um, I'm Carrie Carpenter, and I'm the Women's and Care Ministry Director at Kearney E. Free, and this is my privilege and my joy to be able to know uh, people like Kay Wolford and help others connect with with the K's in our church and the groups that we have to offer to be better together in. So K, um, I just want to start out with the biggest question that I'm going to ask you this morning and that is what is your favorite coffee drink? My favorite coffee drink? <laughs> Black, strong coffee. That's it. No fruit for me. <laughs> no fruit So you probably save a lot of money with I do. Too. I do. <laughs> the fruit fruit costs a, a pretty penny. And okay, we were talking kind of pre-interview here. We were talking about a little bit of like where you have gone and visited. But I was curious to like where, if you could just snap your fingers and go somewhere for a month, where would you choose? The countryside of France or England. Oh, not even having to think of that. Not even having to think of it. I've been in both of those places but not in the countryside where you just mosey along learn about history and the beauty of those areas and I love to cook mm. so the, the learning about the foods and the cooking of those areas would be something I would do Yes, Ooh, that sounds wonderful and I have been the beneficiary of your great cooking and baking <laughs> and I think many people who are listening to this that know you would say the same so we have been blessed by your ministry of baking <laughs> I also when I think of UK before we start into these questions I just think I, I just think salt and light when I think of you like you find these little ways to just go and bring a ray of sunshine into people's lives and from the tiny cute little bouquets of flowers that you have brought me and I know you bless other people with to baking something or making a meal for somebody and I just think you know we talked all uh, last year about how we wanted our church family to love the one and you demonstrate that for me and for so many so well. And I know you're not doing that to demonstrate anything. You're doing that as an outpouring of your relationship with the Lord. But thank you for the way that you are salt and light to me and so many. 
So let's start with maybe actually a lot much bigger question or much more weighted question, like the most important thing in all of life. <laughs> let's go from coffee to this. Um, I, I know that you believe that every person matters, which is our church vision. And do you, do you, I'll put you on the spot, do you know our mission statement for our church? Growing in love mm-hmm. with, with Christ and his people. Yes, and we are building a transformational community that way. It, yes, yes. Yes. No, that's good. I knew I was going to put you on the spot. I didn't give you any prep for that. <laughs> tell me, so tell me, how did you first meet Jesus? Well, um, I grew up in a home where we did not go to church. We did not, I wasn't raised in a Christian home by any means, but we did not go to church except maybe Christmas or Easter. And we would, I could, because I would get a new outfit and we would go. Um, I did find out uh, later in my life and, uh, that at, at a very young age, my mother would send my brothers and I to Sunday school. If we we live, I born, I'm born and raised in Kearney, and we lived uh, at two times. We lived close to a church, very close. So she would send us to Sunday school. So I did have an upbringing of that, uh, of going to Sunday school, and I really believe that God began His work in me at that very young age through just me going to Sunday school, learning uh, the Bible stories, and um, that's that was the beginning of my journey because how I know that is I love church. I love to go to church. I knew it was where I needed to be and what I needed to be a part of. I, Even though my family didn't, even not my brothers or... Uh, eventually one brother did but um, uh, so at a very young age I think God just began to build uh, build something inside me that helped me know I wanted to be a part of church I wanted to be a I wanted to know more about what it uh, what was in the Bible and uh, I wanted to know that more grow in that way and so when do you think that when did the point come where you said when you heard Jesus say come and follow me and you decided like deliberately to do that well actually uh, what he said to me was uh, from revelation and I know that's really not uh, maybe theologically a part of the gospel truth but it was for me it, it was where God met me mm-hmm. I was I had a I had been given a Bible uh, Roger and I had come home to farm we had to live on the farm east of Kearney with his on the family farm we started going to the church that his parents went to and uh, a gal from there brought me a Bible one day and I just started reading it and um, God showed me at Revelation 320 
uh, look, I stand at the door and knock. Um, if you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in mm. and we will share a meal together as friends. And I, I mean, God just planted that right in my heart, in my mind, and uh, he, he just opened me up to what that truth meant. And at that time, and I was maybe 20 years old, we were starting to farm. We were, we had, and we had one child, another child on the way. And so that was the time, just me and my Bible and that word of truth. And God, um, God did that. And we, and I would say, I want to be respectful, but I would say we were not really even in a church that really taught us the gospel message of knowing Christ personally, knowing God um, through, knowing God personally through a relationship with Jesus Christ. And so it was God and me and the Bible. What I love about that when you just shared that verse out of Revelation and thinking of you, because I do have the privilege of knowing you, knowing you well enough to know that, I mean, I see Jesus all over in your life like that. (laughs) I see how you go and you also invite and you bring people. You bring people to the table of the Lord and you point to Jesus. Like he has ministered to you in that way and I see you doing that to others. Well, and our conversation today is supposed to be about how we are better together. Yes. And that is totally the most important thing. That, and the most important way God has shown me who he is he has grown me he has taught me he has he has he always has to discipline and convict us and show us our sin and that comes from our involvement with other people in other ways whether it's at uh, like I was at the coffee shop with you mm-hmm. we had such wonderful conversations mm-hmm. about where we are at with God what our relationship with him is like um, uh, whether it's at uh, a neighbor with a neighbor mm-hmm. uh, a neighbor in need or whatever uh, there it just uh, I just cannot say enough about the value of being together with other people, being better together, and, yes. and we could not wait to get back to church after COVID, mm-hmm. and it's where we have to be now. Well, and that is the other thing I've witnessed about you, and that's exactly what you're saying, I'll just say it this way, like that you see that wherever your foot is, is planted at the moment is where the mission field is, where you are building the kingdom of God here on earth and God is building it but through you as an instrument that you see you see the person that's in front of you and you're present with them and I've I've been again the beneficiary of that as well as witnessed that with you and others and I so appreciate about that about you Kay Um, so if you would break down a little bit of how you um, once you met Jesus and you started moving forward and following him what kinds of things have you um, put into your life to help you grow in your relationship with Jesus 
Well, uh, number one is God has given me a hunger and a joy and a love mm. for prayer and for time in His Word. And from the very beginning, He planted in me uh, a way of life for beginning my day every day. I, my husband can tell you, my kids can tell you every day. When I get up in the morning, I get a cup of coffee, <laughs> and I get my Bible, and uh, read, uh, I'm in scripture, um, and also a women's Bible study group. Well, very early on, that was uh, something that I was able to do, is to get into a, a Stonecroft women's Bible study, a friendship women's mm. Bible study. No, Joyce Pettit is still leading yes. a Friday morning yes. Stonecroft friendship. And I, I did all of, I went through all of those studies, and and uh, it was a place where I could go as a very new believer, and 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 even new to the Bible, not really having ever ever read much about it. What I heard was like if I was at a church, or and I had heard the Bible stories, but not not for myself, not reading it for myself. So. Um, that uh, is how I begin my day, and then in women's Bible studies. Uh, and I think of like sometimes there's a cost to following Jesus, and um, can you think of anything that you really had to think hard about counting the cost for in your to follow Jesus? Anything you've had to give up? in order to follow. Do you know, uh, when I was very, I, I just remember this specifically, God just did this in my life. Um, we were newly married. I was, uh, I was staying at home. We had Brian then. And um, I, I wasn't very busy during the day and was tempted to just turn the TV on mm. and so here were these soap operas and which a lot of times it was a lot of stuff that was not very good stuff it was not leading you down a path that you want to go in your marriage mm -hmm. uh, and in raising a family maybe and and I, I still remember that one day I turned the TV on to this soap opera and I had this revelation, this feeling, this knowing deep in me that I should not be watching those because they were about divorce, mm -hmm. they were about things that made me wonder about my own marriage mm -hmm. and my own life and where we were going when we were very young mm -hmm. and I mean I knew that day and I turned the TV off and I, and you know, I don't want to be uh, saying that that's right for everybody, but I do know that I, I, have to, I have to be very careful about what I put in my mind, what I watch, what I read, what I look at, I, and what I listen to. Yes. Words, words to songs, um, 
tuned a TV program on one night not long ago that everybody was saying, this is so good. The scenery is so beautiful. Mm. And we turned it on, and in five minutes, the language was so bad, I said, I cannot do this. Mm. <laughs> because I can't have those words lingering in my mind. And I don't want to hear so. And I don't think that's... I think God is... And by his Holy Spirit in me is prompting me mm. the way to go if I will listen. Mm -hmm. Hopefully I, I I know I don't always listen. I'm not mm -hmm. you know, I have lots to learn. That's the that's the wonderful thing about the Christian life is uh, God keeps with us, He keeps teaching us and we keep learning uh, at all all the time. Mm. And uh, sometimes it steps back and sometimes steps forward but Yes, that's one that's, way. That's really, that's a good um, way to break it down because there's so many ways that we put things into our mind and through our eyes. And like you're saying, like what, what would it do for a person if they spend their, their first fruits of their day the way you do with Jesus, enjoying conversation and coffee and hearing hearing his words for and knowing they're for you and for others and spending time with him getting to know his character the way that you do it does show you all the counterfeit stuff and the yuck I mean I know I know about that as well like and I don't know about you but it's like how how can we help our kids and their kids and their kids understand the value of listening to Jesus first so that all the stuff in the world can be cut through and we can see that it's junk and it's a waste so anyway you're get, getting me going as you're talking about that <laughs> and I need to stop because this is what I want to I want to ask you questions um, so so that's a really good way to put that's one that's one thing in counting the cost to let go of the entertainment of the world or the things of the world in order to have more of Jesus um, how long have you been a part of like a life group? Oh my goodness sakes. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Um, oh, I would say um, over 30 years. Mm. Uh, when we first started going to church, uh, we weren't immediately in a life group, but it was very soon that we did become a part of one, and we are now in one uh, that was started, oh wow, I don't know, maybe 20 years ago, out in the east side of Kearney, we mm -hmm. farm east of Kearney, and we started getting together, and one day we started trying to, to remember all of the people we have been with, but mm -hmm. it is it is it has the people in that group have changed and and uh, but we're still with some that group people that we 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 consider that uh, we consider that our the small group that we've always been a part of it has evolved in to a lot of different people but yeah. yes neighbors okay. friends uh, church friends um, 
of course, we went through a journey of some difficult things in our church, and but but through that, um, things changed some. But we st- we stayed. We really did stay the course. We have a lot of life groups in our church. Like over half of the attenders of our church are a part of a life group right now. But it's exciting. We're looking for ways to make room, but to invite. And we're also asking attenders who have been coming but haven't been quite sure about how to either make the time or maybe they're a little afraid to jump in with maybe what feels like strangers to start with. But really encouraging this year for everybody to plug into a life group. So what do you think is the greatest benefit of being a part of a life group in just about just a quick minute of a version of why why you think it's really important to be a part of a life group? Wow. In a minute, it's hard. I know. Because, Make it hard. Um, just gathering together, knowing they are there for us. We can be real. We can share needs. We pray for each other. And then we can serve together, too. That's one of my big joys is that We've, uh, you know, like we prepared uh, lunch for the church staff one time this summer. I love doing things together. And then we gals, we gals meet together too once in a while, just, just us so we can do all the talking and, and pray together and learn together. And uh, so it's, and, and when you go to church, it's like you're, you, uh, you know, you're seeing people you really know. Mm-hmm. Uh, then, uh, and just belonging, that word belong, that's an, another important word, um, is knowing you have people who really do care, they, because they really do know you, and they really do care. So, wow, in a nutshell, I, know, I guess that's that it. Good. I could go on and on. <laughs> well, you are very convincing with the way you live your life and with the words you've shared today as to why we are better together.